welcome to episode 7, the 8th episode of A Game at Dinner. <laughs> I'm glad you remember that. I know. I was like, how do I say this? We had to coach Lee through it. We, we boxed ourselves into a corner about how these episodes are going to be, because we started the first one as 0, zero. We don't well, want there pilot. To be, yeah, we don't want there to be any confusion, though, because then people are going to be like, well, on my iTunes feed, this is number 8. You're a liar. It'll be a whole conspiracy about how many episodes we actually have. It'll get its own subreddit. So, last time we uh, did the podcast, we talked about uh, Daedric Princes. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm Rhett. And, oh, and I'm Lee. Of course, in case you need to know our voices. I don't know why we didn't say that first. Uh, oh, did you say this is a game at dinner? I think so. This is a game at dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to this. <laughs> episode 7, the 8th episode. Okay, yeah. we've been here. <laughs> we got this. Is this you the guys know by talking? Now. <laughs> I, probably, yeah. It's, it's the pyramid it's, speaking to our bodies. It's the pyramid beer that we get at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, it's 10 p.m., Lee. Look outside. It's dark. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know what all that light stuff is that I'm looking at. Moonlight? Yeah. It's really bright moon tonight. It's very sunny looking <laughs> And you know how it goes. Mm -hmm. It's just Azora screwing with us. Pretty much. So, yeah, we talked about Dagon Princes. I think we left off somewhere around Mafala. We definitely talked about Mayrune's Dagon, but uh, we're going to pick up at Mafala regardless. Sorry for the, if this is repeat information or not. but And sorry it's been so long from some of our other episodes. I think we did talk about Mafala. The you Anticipation so? of Vivek. Is that Mafala? Yeah. Daedric Prince, whose sphere is obscured to mortals, known by the names Web Spinner, Spinner, Spider, and is the Anticipation of Vivek. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's when I started talking about how I think that's the... That's kind of like their little hidden gem there, saying that, like, they did betray... Uh, yeah, yeah. Nerevar, yeah. because, like, he's... Mephal is the god, like you said, of deceit and betrayals, and that was Vivek who was worshipping her, and... Is the anticipation. Yeah. He's a fuck, dude. You notice how he just leaves in the end? In Skyrim? He just fucking leaves? He didn't even stop that fucking meteor. You know, the or the moon? That, uh, who was it? Who threw that at him? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was, uh... <clears throat> was it Mayrunes? <clears throat> well, you know what's crazy about that is, like, so, he didn't... <coughs> he stopped that... it in time, but yes. he never actually removed its, um... Energy. Energy. So it just had all the kinetic energy it had to begin with when his spell wore off. Yeah. So it just, that's what caused the volcano to erupt and... What a fuck. You doomed your people, Vivek. Yeah. Tip to players, always kill Vivek. He's evil. Wouldn't it be great if they implemented, like, a whether or not you killed Vivek thing In, throughout yeah. the games? <sighs> yeah, I, they just assume that you did. In Skyrim. Or no, they say he ran away, huh? I guess it leaves, like, because he left. Yeah. Technically, like, no one knows where he's at, but he's still around. He needs to appear in the next game so we can kill him. Again. Wouldn't that be something? It would be nice if they had that, like, they'd ask you a question before you started I mean, Skyrim. Still like, a... did you kill Vivek in Morrowind? It's like, yeah, okay, then we'll have that in the DLC or whatever. But I guess if someone didn't play it, like, they'd be like, who's Vivek? 
Yeah, they'd be like, who? <laughs> In which case, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. At the very least, you, know, you should know that it's the name of a big city. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember learning that, though, in the game when I first played it. And I was just like, oh, it's named after a guy. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, like, really weird. When I, I thought first, it... I was like, why? And then you start to learn about who they are, and you realize, like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's like the... He's like a god, essentially. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Mafala. She's the web spinner. Um, the Morag Tong worships her. Uh, her sphere seems to indicate careful planning carried out through executions. Each life a portion of a massive web. Um, I don't know. That's Mafala. Oh, apparently Mafala is said to be the sister to Hermaeus Mora. Oh, really? Apparently. Well, Hermaeus Mora is also a fuck. They're all kind of fucks in their own yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> moving on? Yeah. The next one is one that uh, I don't really know much about. Maybe you know more. Um, but Meridia. Oh. She's the god of, like, the morning light. <sighs> or something. At least I remember. Isn't that Azura? No, she's, no, she's, she's, she's dawn and dusk, dawn I guess. Dusk. But I guess dawn is morning light. But yeah. what does it say there? Frequently considered the kindest of the Daedra. Is viewed as an obscure Daedric prince to mortals. Very little is known about her sphere. What is known is that she is associated with the energies of living things and bears a special hatred for the undead. Yeah, she hates the undead. Oh, what's Mafala's realm called? <sighs> hmm, guess we'll never know. Didn't we wonder that before? Yeah, I think I so. Like we... <laughs> Meridia's realm is called Colored Rooms. Colored Rooms. Great right. job, Meridia. You want to know more about Colored Rooms? Does it look like the spell from Baldur's Gate, color spray, but just everywhere and shaped like rooms? It looks like a bunch of little islands. Um, a bunch of little islands? Yeah, like in Oblivion. Oh, but they have like, like really out. colorful buildings and stuff? or I mean, come on, because in order to have a room, you need to have some type of... Like, are they in caves? What does it say there? It looks like a bunch of asteroids. What? Okay, so I guess they are islands, but they're in space. Is that seriously... I don't know, that, that's probably just an artic's, artist's depiction. Oh, uh, right. that's kind of like, not very... That's not what I was expecting. That's not very colorful. I mean, dude. Come on, it's gotta have like rainbows and shit. No... But, like, in a cool-looking way, you know? Like, no. color spray. No. Why not? No. <laughs> Why can't it look like color spray, right? I don't know, but it doesn't really say anything about it. <clears throat> the colored rooms are a collection of realms belonging to Meridia. Inhabited by the Auroran Daedra, little is known about the realm, save that the Auroran are native to the plane. Um, yeah, okay, that's it. Whoops. Okay. I guess she would be since she, like, loves life and yeah. what it has to offer. And she's considered the kindest. But if she loves life, then that means she likes things like trolls, too, and and all those other creatures. So what if she was just like, you know, I want these group of trolls to live more than the people because these people are... I don't like them. 
She um, is a quest, quest giver in Oblivion, apparently. Um, and also... What did she give you in Oblivion? Oh, there's a chant. No, that's... A in quest Star-Man. to destroy necromancers. Oh. That would be something she would want. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meridia is also rumen, rumored to be an Adra who was banished from the Adra for misusing magic. What? Jeez. How did she misuse it? I don't know. It's just a rumor. Probably tried to do something nice and all the other Daedra were all total fucks about it. Because they would be. <coughs> hmm. Skyrim, you also can slay a necromancer uh, because of Meridia. She really fucking hates necromancers. Yeah. So I guess she's willing to kill... I mean, they're technically alive, but... Yeah, she's a legit god. She's probably better than Azura. I wonder why there haven't been, like... (laughs) She's not, like... It seems like she's not really that, like, quote-unquote, well-known, it says, by people. I didn't... I don't really know anything about Meridia that much. She just hates the undead. She gives you a sword in Skyrim called Dawnbreaker, which does extra damage. That thing is fucking amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Dawnbreaker is epic. Dual wield with that and uh, another blade. And you will pwn face. Should we go on to the next one? Yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorite ones. Um, at least I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of my favorite ones. Molag Ball. Daedric Prince, whose fear is domination and enslavement of mortals. <laughs> Specifically, enslavement of mortals. (laughs) His only desire is to harvest the souls of mortals and to bring mortals' souls within his He's the most butthurt about, um, uh, what's that, shit, what's his name again? Heart of, uh, Lorcan. Lorcan, yeah. He hates, he must have hated that bastard. Yeah, he does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... He's so pissed off about making Nern. He's just like, oh, it's like all of them then. Fuck this. <laughs> what? Interesting. Uh, well, first of all, his realm. You interested in his realm? Yeah. I've, al- I've almost been, I've always been partial out of all of the realms of Oblivion to this one. Cold Harbor. Which is an exact copy of the world, but it's always night and cold. I don't know why I like that. Uh, oh, I guess the ground is nothing more than sludge. I guess the sky constantly burns, and the air is b- beyond freezing cold. Oh my, so but it's supposed a form to be of exact, hell, essentially? It's supposed to be like an exact copy of, like, Nern, or whatever the place is called. With those really shitty traits, specifically, correct? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Apparently any mortal who enters this realm is captured, enslaved, and turned into one of his, uh, soul-shriven. Which he does, what does he do to them? What's his soul soulless like slaves what? laboring for eternity under Molag Ball's command. He seems like a total fuck. Right? Yeah, I agree. I mean... I'm partial to him because, uh... He's like Satan. But Mamron's Dagon's kind of like Satan. 
I'm kind of partial to him just because, I mean, he kind of looks like Satan. He has horns and, like, a pointed tail. Hmm. Everything that, uh, well, according to his depiction. I like him because uh, uh, he is, like, the father of vampires. Oh, really? Yeah, he created the vampires. It says, uh, Molag Ball is said to be the father, along with Vivek, whom he seduced, apparently, of a population of mutant degenerates living in a region of Morrowind, uh, in the Molag Ball region of Morrowind. <laughs> Vivek, you're such a dickhead. <laughs> who may have been the first eventual vampires. A corruption of Vivek's ties to the heart of Lorcan transmitted to mortals. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's intense, actually. Um, a lot of cultures disagree with that uh, theory, claiming the creation of vampires to be in Skyrim, but I've always thought that they were from Morrowind, beca- and because of Molag Ball. Um, in Morrowind... Um, there's two... Molag Ball quests. Two of them? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Becoming a vampire in that game is crazy. Yeah. Cause, it's like, the most fun. You can make uh, health regen items, constant effect, and just put those on. You can just walk around in sunlight. Well, not only that, but it opens up like whole new factions. Yeah. <laughs> like There's three vampire factions to join. Three. That's true. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> and they're at war with each other. Depending on which one you join, you'll have to kill the other ones. <laughs> I would just kill all of them. Not me. It's nice to know that I have, you know, a place I can go. There can be only one. It's not high. There can be only one! <laughs> Plus, like, the burn... I really like the Burns um, vampire lair. There's, like, a motherfucking, like, observatory. Yeah. In it, and there's a really rare book in the observatory at the top of it. If you jump, wait, which book is that? I don't remember. But it's like a book where there's only, you know, a few copies. Hmm. Um. Yeah, and in order to cure your, so yeah, if you want to cure your vampirism in uh, in Morrowind, it's pretty easy. You stumble upon his shrine somewhere, and he's like, hey. My daughter's been running around with some bitch. I want to punish her, so kill her where I can take her, so I can take her to my realm. <laughs> so you go and His kill daughter? Molag Ball's daughter. Yeah. Oh, you have sex with Molag Ball's daughter to get revenge? No. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought that's what you said. I said kill. Oh, what did I say? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just fucking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you use your sword repeatedly on her to penetrate her. So she dies through orgasm. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> uh, the other quest you do, um, it's up the east coast of Ardenfell, uh, his shrine. You kill his servant, Mentana, um, and then you get the mace of Molag Ball. That mace is awesome. Yep. Just want to point out. <clears throat> and his quest in, um, Skyrim is also awesome. <laughs> that mace you get. Oh my god, the house. Molag Ball is one of the four pillars of the House of Troubles. He's known in Morrowind as Bad Daedra. Hmm. As a Bad Daedra, I should say. 
Uh, he has a shrine in Skyrim. Oh, yeah, the Abandoned House in Markath. That's right. Yeah, I'm doing that mission. The Abandoned House? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was just talking about. It's awesome. I love that quest. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Namira, whose sphere is ancient darkness. She's associated with all things considered repulsive. Spiders, slugs, diseases that cause unattractive physical abnormalities. Abnormalities, rather. Numera's keepers, uh, followers keep to themselves and prefer living peacefully in dark, squalid conditions, but will react violently at any attempts to quote-unquote save them from their abysmal, minimalistic lifestyles. Um, yeah, she's a quest giver in Oblivion. Uh, the Dragonborn meets her in Skyrim. Should we close that window? Yeah. Hold on, let me get more beer, viewers, listeners. Sorry, you're not viewing anything. I should have known that. In the show notes, we should just put a picture of Lee's face. They can just, they can just look at it the whole time they're listening. Yeah. They just see my face. Um, who else is there? Brett, come on. What? Move it on. I'm trying. Are we talking about Namira still? <laughs> what was it again? Who was Namira? Uh, her sphere is ancient darkness. In Skyrim, the Dragonborn has an indirect meeting with her. Um, in the Hall of the Dead in Markath. <coughs> Hannibal asks the Dragonborn to come near to a cave where they must lure a priest of R.K. to Namira's shrine and eat him. When he is consumed, Namira has a short conversation with the Dragonborn about how pleased she is at them cannibalizing a priest of R.K. They receive Namira's ring, an artifact that restores health and stamina when feasting on slain enemies. Nice. Nice. Namira's cool. I like that. I like that, too. I like yeah. eating people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a good one. Nocturnal. <laughs> the prince whose fear is the night and darkness. Also known as the night mistress. Uh, the gray fox has the gray cowl of nocturnal. Uh, the gray fox is the leader of the Cyrodiil Thieves Guild, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, which truly represents the sphere of darkness. The sphere's, excuse me, darkness quality. It permanently removes the wearer's specific identity from all history. According to account of the blind moth priest, this is to prevent anyone from remembering the face of Nocturnal, for to do so, you would go insane, apparently. Oh. Hmm. So what if there was someone that could gaze upon his face and not go insane? They'd probably be pretty powerful. I mean... I assume the Daedra can look at Nocturnal and be like, what up? Yeah. I'm sure. Does that mean Talos can look upon Nocturnal? We're going to have to save that for uh, <laughs> the episode about uh, the Nine Divines. Yeah. So. That's true. I always which forget Which is like fucking now. ridiculous yeah. to me that there's the Daedra, then there's the Divines. Because <laughs> Talos is technically a guy. Is he? Was. He was just a guy. 
he was a dragonborn that ascended to godhood because people just were like, you're the best, we'll worship you after you're dead. And then he, like, stayed alive, technically, but became a god or something, which hinted at the fact that you can ascend to godhood Yeah, if you have people to believe in you. Oh, yeah. Arkay, who are the Nine Divines? Can you name them off the top of your head? Mm-mm. No, I mean, wait. Is, I know, is I know Talos, Talos one? Talos is considered one of the Nine Divines. Talos, Arkay, Akavir. Mm-hmm. Or, wait, wait, is it not Akavir? Excuse me. Akatosh? Akatosh. Ar- no, Arkay is Akatosh. No. Akatosh is Arkay's father. No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> is he? Akatosh is Arkay. I thought they were interchangeable. Arkay... Hang on. Are they interchangeable? I thought so. I thought Akatosh was our K. Can you name any others? I can't remember any. <laughs> um, I, I rarely ever do the nine, like, Imperial Cult quests in Marwin. In fact, I don't think I've ever done those. Arkay is often more important in those cultures where his father, Akatosh, was either less related okay. to time or where his time aspects were difficult to comprehend by the layman. Yeah, Akatosh is the father of time. Isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, the Nine Divines, didn't, it's like they kind of started to come about after, um, uh, what's his, Lorcan, I think. Yeah. You or think they're related? Yeah, I, th- I think they, like, are a part of Nern in a sense. But I can't remember. Because it's like the Daedra, like, and Adra are technically the exact same thing. We just speci- gave them names because we noticed there were some that were nicer and some that were meaner than others. <clears throat> so we gave them, like, a... We, we differentiated between the two. Is Arkay a dragon? Yeah, Arkay and... Um, Akatosh is the father of, uh... Alduin? Alduin, yeah. Yeah. And Alduin's his firstborn, the world eater. <clears throat> Who's a total fuck. So um, does that make Arkay a dragon? Yeah, Arkay's a dragon. Akatosh is the guy that appears in the end of Oblivion, when you crack the, that dragon stone thing. Yeah. He just, like, pops... He, like, goes into whatever the hell his name is. The... The... <laughs> the guy's firstborn child, or third, or I don't know, I can't remember. What's his name? In Oblivion? He smashes the Amulet of Kings, do you remember? <laughs> Clearly not. But he smashes <laughs> it, and then he becomes a golden dragon, which is Akatosh. And he defeats Mehrunes Dagon. By biting him in the neck. And then they just, like, I think he just turns into a big statue, right? I guess. Yeah, I think so. That's I remember Oblivion was like that. Holy shit. We'll have to talk about the Nine yeah. Divines. <laughs> so, wait, who are we on on the Daedric Gods? We just talked about Nemera. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Nocturnal. Yeah. Uh, the other artifact that Nocturnal bestows upon people is the Skeleton Key. Ooh, I love that one. 
But not in Morrowind. Nope. In Morrowind, they just give it to you. They're like, by the way, you're the leader of the Thieves' Guild now. Take this skeleton key and fuck all. It only has a certain number of uses, though. 25. That's shit. It's not really. Shit. No. Become a wizard, unlock anything at level exactly. 1. Exactly, and they just have the skeleton key to be a badass. Yeah, you just set it on your shelf so you can look at it. You can use the skeleton key to unlock magical portals. <laughs> what? Magical portals? Why not? It's a magical key. So I could just put it into the air and be like, Mayrune's Dagon's universe. Click. And it would just open up a portal because I'm like imagining it and stuff. Right? It'd be something. I mean, why not? Yeah, cool. That would actually be really cool if they just put that in there. You, like, just turn it randomly, like, on nothing, and it just opens a portal somewhere. And you just go into it. That'd be nice. Yeah. Do some cool things with that. Moving on? Mm-hmm. Periite. I don't... I think she, he likes dead things. Known as the Taskmaster, whose sphere is pestilence. Uh, he is charged with ordering the lowest levels of oblivion. He's Father often, of the Krofos from Dota 2. He must be. <laughs> He's often depicted as a green dragon. And ostensibly concerned with ensuring all things are accounted for. Neat, tidy, and in their proper order. That's weird for the god of pestilence to want that. He gives you an artifact called Spellbreaker in Oblivion, which reflects spells back to the caster. That is a good shield. Isn't it? Yeah. Very useful. He's known as one of the weakest Daedric princes. Why? I don't know. Moving on? Yeah. <laughs> Sanguine. Oh, yeah, I like this guy. Me too. Digic's friends whose peer is hedonistic uh, revelry, debauchery, and passionate indulgences of darker natures. He often appears on the seals and signs of brothels and whorehouses. In Morrowind, it is revealed by the Grandmaster of the Morag Tong, Eno Hlalu, that Sanguine crafted 27 items from a falla. Collectively termed the Threads of the Web Spinner. The hero collects all 27 items and returns them to Halalu. Uh, to Halalu. They receive Mafala's Blessing spell. In Oblivion, if the player visits the shrine and gives him a bottle of Cyrodiilic brandy, he sends the hero Kvetch on a quest to play a prank on a noble and her guests at a party. If successful, uh, he gets, uh, the hero gets the Sanguine Rose, a staff that can summon a random Daedra. That is a good item. He can also, in Skyrim, the Dragonborn can obtain a, uh, the same staff. This time by completing the quest called the Night to Remember. Uh, the staff summons a Daedra when aimed at the ground. The staff summoning range is not far. Dude, his quest in Skyrim was amazing. Was it? Sanguine? Yeah, you like get wasted, I think. I'm pretty sure that's Sanguine. You like wake up at random places. And people are like, don't you remember what you did? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because you were partying all night with Sanguine. He, like, took you out on... He basically was like, I'll get your drinks. Like, you meet him at a bar. <laughs> and he's like, let's That's go out awesome. for the night. And you, like... 
you end up like you took some guy's sheep and like sold it to like a tr- uh, one of the giants or something. So you had to go to the giants camp and get it. It's like all these weird things. <laughs> That's awesome. That was one of my favorite quests in, in Skyrim. Sanguine's quest. It was amazing. I haven't done that yet. Dude, it's so fucking hilarious. I can't remember which place he's at, but he's in a tavern somewhere. And he's just sitting there in these robes, like, drinking a beer. And you just talk to him. And he's just like, hey, we should hang out. Like, you seem like a fun guy. <laughs> Interesting. I'm Maybe pretty not. sure that's Sanguine, yeah. Yeah. Shia Gorath. We've already talked about Jigalag. Who was, like, the other half. Or, no, no, no. Yeah, right? Or no. Jigalag's not the other half, is it? There's Jigalag, and then there's the other guy who's... Shiogorath, right? Yeah, Jigalag, I think, is the... He's, like, the god of order and everything, like, that is reasonable. Yeah. And and Shiogorath is his, like... Opposite, but they're the same person. Jigalag is, in fact, Shigorath himself. Yeah. That's right. Because Jigalag's the god of order. Uh-huh. And Shigorath um, is the prince of madness. Yeah. And they're the same person. <laughs> Which is funny, because that means one of the gods is, like, schizophrenic. Essentially. The Staff Wabajack. The Wabajack. I forgot about that. Can transform an NPC creature into another random creature. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. The item is great. Oh, that's badass. Um, Another artifact known as the Staff of Everscamp. Oh my god. Which the owner cannot discard. Causes the owner to be constantly followed by four scamps. Oh my god. There's also a region in Mormon named after him, and that's the Shiagorad region. Um, Shiagorath considers madness to be a form of mercy for those who would otherwise not function in the world. Quote unquote. A bitter mercy, perhaps, but a mercy nonetheless. Wow, quite reasonable for him to say. Sounds like a little bit of uh, the Jigalag guy coming out there. Um, let's see. Did you ever do the Shivering Isles? Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Um, Shigurath, one of the four corners of the House of Troubles. Is there... Apparently you can get Wabajack and Skyrim. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Um, Skyrim was, was good. And the hero of Kvatch from Oblivion, when you do the Shivering Isles, becomes Shigurath. Doesn't he? Uh-huh. Because in Skyrim, it's uh, Shigora talks about the Oblivion Crisis, stating he had personal involvement, which might indicate that he is actually the hero of Kvatch, who's ascended to Godhead. Wait, so you're saying that the hero of Kvatch from Skyrim becomes... Yeah, because when you do Shivering Isles, right? Mm-hmm. 
Jigalag was struck down by Shigalag's champion, who was you. With this, the Great March ended prematurely, releasing Jigalag from the cycle, and the hero was crowned the new Shigalag. Jigalag says that the hero may one day grow into their new role. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember that. That's kind of crazy. Moving on? Yeah. Or do you want to talk about Shigarath more? Do you want to talk about Shigarath more? No. Moving on. Vermina, whose sphere is the realm of dreams and nightmares. Oh, yeah, Vermina. I did her uh, quest in Skyrim. That was like one of the first quests I did. You have to save the people of Dawnstar from nightmares. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember that one. That was a good quest. That was cool. Yeah, she's depicted as a grotesque old woman. Her uh, plane of oblivion is called Quagmire, and it is described as a nightmare realm where few minutes... Um, and where some Every guy, few minutes reality shifts. Every few minutes some guy says giggity. Quagmire? <laughs> <laughs> Your face. I hate you. <laughs> I now want a mod, just so if you go to that place, there's just like, every enemy you fight is just Quagmire, and all he says is giggity. Ooh, giggity! <laughs> uh, in Oblivion, um, you can get an item called the Skull of Corruption. It's a staff that uh, makes you create a temporary evil clone of yourself. Hmm. What does the clone do? Attack you, or attack... Your enemies, or... Don't know. She's also credited with telling Molag Ball the cure for vampirism in Morrowind. Telling Molag Ball? He doesn't even fucking know? I guess not. Who just goes and makes these things, and he's like, well, fuck that, it's irreversible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. I guess so. Guess what, Lee? What? Veramina was the last one. Really? Yeah. On to the Nine Divides! How long have we been doing this? I don't know, like 15 minutes. It's been around 15 minutes. It's been 35 minutes. (laughs) You and your clocks. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's wrap this up, you know, let's talk about... uh, So who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? uh, Daedric Prince. Um, Man, that's a hard question. I kind of... I never really knew, but I do. I do like Hermaeus Mora. Yeah, the squiddy one, right? Mm-hmm. He's creepy. He like knows everything, and is a douche about it, and likes to mess with people. Most people who know everything generally are douches. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> He doesn't know everything, though, because he gets his fucking grimoire stolen by the dwarves, or the dwemer. Shows you how resourceful they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. They're just like, hey, uh, by the way, we got your grimoire. And he's just like, what? Oh, fuck. They have my grimoire. How <laughs> they get that shit? <laughs> it just makes me think of D&D, like, uh, dwarves make exceptional rogues. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. Like, <laughs> this is where my mind goes. Dude, it's it's true, though. I mean, that's what they did. They fucking stole his shit. 
I mean, they had the heart of a... Well, that's what the dwarves the, are in. They had the heart of the god that created the fucking world. Yeah. At one point, like, the fuck? <laughs> that's so fucking crazy. Uh, they were awesome. I wish they would bring them back. I know. I know. Instead of just having them be gone, maybe instead, like... Like in Skyrim, how Alduin was just sent forward in time, maybe that's what happened to them. And so they're, they're just like in time limbo. Or they're actually in another plane just being awesome. And the next game will have, like the main story will be them coming back and just being like, we're the fucking best, everyone kneel to our greatness. They come out with like laser cannons <laughs> and just like, what up bitches? They come back and they're like, we're space marines from Warhammer 40. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the origins of Space Marines. I was trying to think of what are the names of the other factions um, in Warhammer? Uh, fuck! I just uh, I gotta re go through the campaign. There's like the Chaos Knights. Yeah, but that's is that, is that the is that the name? There's Eldar. There's uh. The Du Bois, which are like a faction of orcs. <laughs> you don't know about Du Bois? Dude, come on. Your face just starts. <laughs> Dude, the Warhammer, the Warhammer like mythos and like. The Warhammer mythos is awesome. Same thing with Supreme Commander mythos. If you haven't read that shit, I can believe that. It's fucking amazing. Although it has nothing to do with Morrowind, I really want to talk about it. What's, the, what's cool about Supreme Commander? Oh my god, okay. Since you got me started... The short version. The short version... The two-minute version. ...is that their basic infra- infantry unit, with any... It doesn't matter which which one you're playing with, whether it's Cybran or those green people, or um, I can't remember what the fuck... Aeon or whatever. Um, and then there's the... Uh, fuck, the humans. What are they called? Do you remember... Okay, so their basic unit is around three stories tall. They can build one every minute, and it shoots bullets at around, like, I think they're the size of an engine block, with an accuracy of moving at 240 kilometers per second, pinpoint accuracy within, like, uh, two and a half miles. That's their basic unit that they can pump out every minute. Now imagine that against the best um, army... In Morrowind. Or the best army you could get in even uh, Warhammer 40k. They'd get fucked. From their basic fucking unit. Now imagine their huge units. The ones that they... That are like the size of cities. Like the Monkey King. Which is just like a giant spider with a huge fucking laser on its back. And it would just level fucking everything. Like... I can't remember what... There's like a subreddit on it. But they talk about how the... um, The laser from it, the Monkey King, is like uh, the equivalent of a nuke going off every second, wherever it's hitting. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That's ridiculous. But just keep in mind their basic unit is three stories tall and shoots bullets the size of engine blocks with a mile accurate. Like, moving 240 kilometers per second with one mile away accuracy pinpoint. (laughs) And they can pump them out like fucking nothing. And one unit will do that. All you gotta do is send one Supreme Commander. 
And they'll take over a whole planet. The Supreme Commander universe is amazing. So anyway. Yeah, I really like that. I also really <laughs> like if you've ever played Planetary Annihilation, it's like kind of the same thing. It's the it's the same thing. They have they go on the same concept. Except I think Planetary Annihilation is better, sorry. Um yeah, just because yeah, it okay. has like it's three D you wage war on the... Well, so is the other one, but what I'm saying is it's, like, spherical on the planet, and then you can, like, send... It makes it really hard to navigate sometimes, but... Well, if you got... When you get used to it, like, if you play enough, like, anything... Ah, oh, dude, that game is so fun, too. I, I played a game one time... And I might it just doesn't run on my computer. Yeah, it doesn't run very well on mine, either, but if I do 1v1 on, like, small maps, like, I can usually handle it okay. Same. Um, but it's... Uh, I had a game one time... And, uh, and it was on, like, a small star system. And just, like, the sheer joy of, like, moving to other planets to, like, try and take them over was, like, ridiculous. And, like, I don't know. I somehow managed, like, this weird scheme of, like, building, like, those teleport, like, those, like, warp gate things. So yeah, and then you rush them. So you one and, like, walk out the other. Yeah. Yeah, and then I walked, because at one point, my, my entire home planet was nothing, like, it was just covered in units, and there was, like, no space for more units. Yeah. <laughs> so, it came to the point where I was, like, constantly cranking out, like, transport ships to, like, uh -huh. move units up into space. So then when I had no more space and was still, like, picking up stuff and, like, moving them into space, I, I got the warp gate on the other planet, turned them both on, marched all of my units through those gates, and, like, moved all of my other ones, like, through space, and it was still, like, <laughs> still took, like, 30 minutes. To... I don't even think there's a unit cap in that game, is there? I don't think there is. Yeah, it's just, like, as much as you can make. And you can actually run planets into each other, too. Yeah. Yeah, you can build... That's a fucking like, amazing game. Yeah, you can build rocket engines on... Yeah, it's stupid as fuck, dude. That game's crazy. That is, that is like... That's basically the Supreme Commander universe. It is. It's, it's made the by same the same thing. people. Yeah. I mean, it's the same concept. You have, like, yeah. a commander that crashes on, on a planet and then starts just, like, replicating units. And then making... Yeah, like, that's why I'm saying nothing can stop a Supreme Commander. It doesn't matter. You could get... Another I guess you could if you get... stop a commander. Huh? Who? Another co Supreme Commander. Another Supreme Commander, or like all of the Warhammer 40k races aligning together. Maybe. Starship Enterprise can find a way. Well, yeah. <laughs> I like how there's no argument. Yeah, I mean, clearly Picard would just have some type of, like, debate with the Supreme Commander, and they just, that's how they'd win. You have a duty to the truth. <laughs> Historical truth. You know what's funny? I think... Personal truth. In the scenario of, like... You don't have it within yourself to tell the truth. If you think you about... you deserve to wear that uniform. <laughs> oh, my God. The Cybran. I always felt bad for the Cybran. Don't you think that... I feel like Picard would help the Cybran. Yeah. Like, if he was shoved into that scenario... He would help everyone. He would help the Cybran, though, more than the Aeon or the, uh... uh what are they called? Uh, something, something C. Um, Don't know. UEF. Wow, there's no C in there. Jesus. <laughs> the UEF. Which is, like... They're, like, trying to make America reborn. They, like, believe in these, like, American ideals and stuff. Um... But they're, like, actually really totalitarian and shitty. 
And the Aeon are like religious nut jobs who just like want everyone to believe in what they believe in. Even though the religion they followed originally was like about pacifism and not fighting. And then they just started killing a whole bunch of people. So they're crazy. Uh, whereas the Cybran are a new type of tech, like they're a new type of species. And they just wanted to live. They just want to leave. Basically, when you play their campaign, you notice that they, they're the worst out of both factions. They're just, like, stuck between their war. Yeah. And neither of those factions like them, and they're just like, if we can shut down this grid, we can just run away. That's, like, what you're trying to do the whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So Picard would help them. Yeah, he would. Why not? Yeah. Good. Glad we got that out of the way. So, anyway, back to our Marvel podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be cool if the Dwemer just walked out of a portal and they're like, by the way, we also conquered the future, motherfuckers. Oh, my Time God. for the past. And then they just like... <laughs> That's when the Dwemer would come back as Supreme Commanders. That's who they are. <laughs> they actually just like made a dummy like Heart of Lorcan and left it and like took it into the future to like... Oh my it. God, yeah, that thing's... It's not even the real one. But no one It's a replica. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be an amazing next Elder Scrolls game. I can just see it now, or hear it. Like, they'd have the guy with the deep, booming voice, like, They thought we were dead. And, you know. <laughs> they left our monuments just to study them. <laughs> Little did they know. They were all still active, and we were waiting. Da da da, da da da. Ba 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 Elder Scrolls Six: Rise of the Dwemer. Oh my God, that would actually be awesome. I'd buy that game. Take my money. What do you think the next Elder Scrolls game will be? It'll have two skills. Um, <laughs> well, did you hear Fallout 4 isn't going to have a level cap? Oh my god, that's amazing. So it is going to have a level cap because the game system has limitations anyway. They're just not saying that. Thanks a lot, Bethesda. Lying to us again. Fuck you. <laughs> what if the game system doesn't have limitations? What if it's just based on gaining experience? Yeah, but at some point, like, like what, so you'll just have to keep creating creatures that allow for you to get that amount of experience. No. How will you at just fucking point, have, at like. At a certain point, it'll take you, like, a year of gameplay to, like. To get one level. level. But that's, like, a fucking level cap. That's not a level cap. <laughs> when it becomes so arduous that you have to spend a fucking year to gain a level, it's basically a level cap. No. It's not a level cap. It basically is. Because that's what happens. I mean, or they could just keep the experience thing the same instead of, like, exponentially growing to, like, have to gain levels. Okay, fine. Technically, it's not a level cap, but a year? I mean, what is this? Like, vanilla fucking okay, World fine. of Warcraft? They leave it so that every like every action you do has gives you experience, right? So they make it like... Um, I don't know if D&D is like that, but there's a lot of, like, dice games where 
every action you do garners experience. You open it, uh, you, you know, like you open a locked door somehow. You convince someone to do something. You kill somebody. You, um, you know, do these things that you're going to be doing in Fallout 4. And every time you do it, you gain experience. And say that the experience pool to gain a level each time just remains the same throughout. You could just infinitely Okay, yeah. That's fine, then. If they're doing that, that's fine. I'm just saying, like... I mean, I didn't read the article. I just read the headline that said that the game isn't going to end after the main campaign. And that uh, there's no level cap. That sounds awesome. I like no level cap. I like that idea. The downside is that there's only two skills. Yeah, no, God, that's <laughs> shit. Two skills. I mean, soon they'll just take away medium armor. Oh, but where do you think the next? Where do you think the next Elder Scrolls will take place? Let's see. Well, we have to think about Skyrim. What did they bring up in Skyrim that was kind of obscure, but... Did they do that in Oblivion? Did they hint that the next one was going to be Skyrim? They hinted about things. They hinted about Skyrim and Morrowind. Did they? Yeah, there were things in there that I can't remember, but I swear to God happened. Oh. <laughs> Where would you like to see it? Um... Did I say take us to a place that's, like, going to be really alien Yeah, like Morrowind. Black Marsh. Just some fucking weird-ass shit. Like, that's what I loved about, like, Baldur's Gate 2, which was, like, sometimes you'd end, like, you'd end up in really weird areas that just felt, like, so alien and just yeah. super weird. And that's what was cool about Morrowind, was, like, you'd end up, that's just where you were the whole time. You're, like, in this Take fucking Take us to weird a place, place, like, where people are going to be racist to you again. Yeah, like, I, want, I want people to tell me that I'm fucking worthless. Orsimer would, or not, is that a place? Orsimer, that would totally be the highest. High Rock, or what, what's it called? Is it High Rock? Yeah. Or, you know, the place where the Red Pretty Guard small. lives. They live in the same place. That would be fucking awesome. What is the Red Guard I would actually like called? that, because it's kind of like... But aren't the Orcs and Red Guard place, like, right by... They're pretty... Hammerfell yeah. Hammerfell and... and uh, the High Rock. High Rock. Is are, it High Rock? I think so, yeah. They're really close to each other. But yeah, I want... I want, like, weird shit, like, in Baldur's Gate 2, they had, like, the planar sphere. And you go in there, and it's, like, its whole f own fucking world. Like, you're walking on, like, a... Like, this stone arch, and below it are, like, look like stars and galaxies and shit. Like, take me weird places like that in the Elder Scrolls universe. Because it exists. It's all fucking based off of D&D &D anyway. Like, <laughs> that's what I want. I want a weird alien world that... I feel like I'd have to learn about to play it and stuff. I don't want, like, a... Like, Skyrim was a step in the right direction, but it still kind of had, like, generic written all over I it. I definitely like the setting of Skyrim more. Well, yeah, it actually had, like... It didn't feel really flat. Yeah. Like, I would, I would describe how Oregon is, like, filled with hills and, like, lush green plants... And then you go to Florida and it's flat and there's sand and and mean people. And swamps. Yeah, and alligators, they'll just fucking kill you. That's actually kind of cool. But I never saw an alligator in Florida when I was there. I've seen him. I've, we, I've literally seen alligator, like one time we saw alligator roadkill and it was like flattened. <laughs> also, people drive crazy in Florida. Yeah, I remember that. Also, really weird rainstorms where like... You'd see a cloud, and it would just be dumping fucking water. I actually like that. But 
it's like a wall. Like you could literally like we could get yeah. we could have gotten out of our car and been like and the rain would have just been like stuck our hand in it. Yeah. Just like oh god, that was so like fucking that. weird. That was really cool. That was sort of like Hawaii in that sense where you like look up and it's like blue skies, but then there's like, it's raining on you and you're like, what the fuck? And you're like looking around and it's like, there's a cloud like on the mountaintop behind you. And it's just like the rain's just like flying over. like blowing to you. It's like, (laughs) you're like, what the fuck? The sun's right there. Did they ever have those clouds that just sat there though and had rain just fall straight down? I'm sure. I mean... I Dude, know, that was, was the weirdest was thing I've one. ever experienced in Florida. I actually really like the rain in Florida. I remember walking outside. What's great our... about it is like you're outside and it's hot, and then it's like, oh, by the way, here's 30 minutes of rain for absolutely no fucking reason. Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't cold rain either. Yeah, it wasn't like ruined your day rain. Yeah, for the most part. Well, that's because when you walk outside in Florida, you feel like a whole bunch of people just like jizzed all over you, essentially. Anyway, pretty much. Sorry, I didn't like that place. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan. I, mean, I hated the when fucking When I was there, weather. I was on resorts anyway the whole time, so it wasn't like I had the full... When we first moved there... Our, Where did you live? We lived in a place called Legends, like in Orange County. There's an Orange County in Florida? Yeah, there's an Orange County in every fucking place on the East Coast. They're obsessed with it. And then and there's in one California. On, in California, yeah. But on the East Coast, there's like a million of them. So you lived in Legends, huh? Yeah, it was called Led. It was a gated community. I met the people that built it, and they were assholes. Oh, I bet, dude. It's fun. But, yeah, I lived in in that place, and uh, I remember going outside, like, I mean, we drive into it, and that's the thing that was, I'm still talking about those fucking rain clouds, but it was just so weird to look up, you'd see the rain cloud, and you'd be able to just look, and you'd see the rain falling, and you could just, like, walk into it and, like, walk out of it. God, that was fucking weird. Hey, I bet. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> but anyway, we yeah. talked about the Daedric Princess. Yeah, and then we talked about really random things. So, sorry about that. That's alright. But, um, if you haven't been able to notice, it's kind of not the most serious podcast. Nah. But, if you, uh, you know, try to find other Morrowind podcasts, you can fuck yourself, because there ain't many, bitch. Or if you want to play other games that are like Morrowind, you can play Baldur's Gate 2, 1. Two more so because it's really weird, but um, or Planescape Torment, which is a great game. That game's amazing. When is that enhanced edition going to come out? Are they making an enhanced edition, or are you talking I don't about know. the new one that they're making? I just wanted that to. Patrick come out. Rothfuss is writing a whole like story arc for. It. Yep. Yeah, there's a game that's coming out, and it's not called Planescape Torment, but it's called, like, Numidia Torment or something Oh, my fucking God, are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) He's writing horror? I've been following that for a while. Oh, my fucking God. That really excites me. Yeah, is that what it's called? Um, I'm pretty sure. or something? Uh, um, yeah. It's it's the spiritual successor to Planescape Torment. It was like the high, like it made the most money on Kickstarter of any video game. Hopefully, they don't do what uh, Pillars of Eternity Eternity did, which was like, uh, I mean, I donated money to them, but they catered too much to the people that donated a lot of money. That's what happens. But also, what the fuck?
Why can't I just fucking sneak? Why can't individual heroes sneak? Sorry. Why can't each party member just have their own sneak thing on vanilla? Don't know. Why do you have to release an expansion to have something that was in Baldur's Gate 1 vanilla? Don't know. Sorry, I just thought I'd point that out. Don't know. But, yeah, their, one of their stretch goals was that if they reached a certain amount of money, that they would get Patrick Rothfuss involved in, like, writing a whole arc of the story. That's going to be and amazing. And he and Pat Rothfuss loved Planescape Torment, so... Well, that's because it's a book that you pretty played, much... Like Morrowind. Well, he was talking about the terms of, like, how much writing goes into a game like that. And there was something like... I don't, there's... You know, his book is like 500,000 words or whatever yeah. like that, half a million words. Whereas, like, Planescape was like 5 million words. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like crazy. But, anyway, you guys can uh, look us up on Reddit. Um, I don't know the handle, but we post on the, the Morrowind subreddit all the time. My handle's a game at dinner underscore air. Um, also, a shout out to Sludgebeard. Yeah. Um, sure. If you want to do a podcast. Stream. Uh, hit me up. I I sent a message to you, but I haven't seen anything back. Maybe you did. I'll, I'll check today. Um, I've been kind of just leaving my thing logged in and checking every now and then just to make sure, um, you know. We'll figure it out. Also, if you play Dota and you're um, not terrible, we could play Dota. That goes for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone that's listening, if if you're not fucking terrible at Dota... Which is kind of like a really big thing to say, because there are people that think they're good at Dota, and they're not. It's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you guys can uh, also email us at awesome at airpodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. You can also call us and leave a voicemail at 657-888-3835. And until next time, this has been A Game at Dinner. I'm Rhett. I'm Lee. Boom. And we are out.